where nobody knows your name is filmed in front of no one. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. We're here today to talk about episode 7 of season 2, Old Flames. I'm James. And I'm John. This episode aired on the 17th of November, 1983. Long time ago. Written by David Angel. Uh, Directed by James Burroughs. Jimmy B. Hasn't given up. This is the 29th episode of Cheers. He's done them all. We'll get to that big 30 soon. Just pipe poppers. Yep. Old Flames. Old Flames. What can we say about this episode? Where does it begin? It begins in a cold open. Norm, sir, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Norm is there, and he's talking about the first date he's been on since him and Vera split up. Sounds like it's going well. Yeah, he's uh, he's going for a movie. He offered some pizza. Yeah, happened. so they went to see a movie, and they were like, oh, how is it? And he said, oh, I'll let you know at the end. Yeah, gets up, yeah. walks out. He's, he's only gone out of the movie to get some popcorn. Or pretended to get some yeah. popcorn. We did see in the last episode, Norm is quick to drink, but he can put one away quick. Popped into Cheers, downed a pint, picked up some popcorn, went back to the film. Bet his date's going, that's some weird-smelling popcorn you've got. It smells like beer and shame. Oh, not beer and shame again. But yeah, this is... Uh, it's the season of Norm. He's he's on the prowl. We saw him do a strut around the bar before, earlier this season. Now he's on a date. He's seeing Gandhi. Cliff describes it as a... Yeah, a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. That was a really nice impression. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's not where the title comes from, Old Flames. Old Flames comes from the fact Sam's old friend turns up. Dave. Dave Richards, played by Fred Dreyer. Who we've met before, and he's back, and he's hoping uh, that Sam will get the town with him. And Sam, Sam's all for it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's straight up, straight out on the behind the counter, and then just as he's leaving the bar to go out on the town, he remembers Diane. See you later, sweetheart. You take care, Dave. Don't you be a stranger. You don't, don't you be a stranger. Bit of a weird one. How quickly uh, Sam forgets. Yeah. So we've got the return of Dave, the sportscaster. What can we say about Dave? Stirs things up a bit. Yeah, he he stirs things up. He tries to get Sam out, and then Sam reluctantly, of sorts, tells him that him and Diane are a couple. And he goes, "Well, we'll see about that," and predicts that they will break up within twenty-four hours. Yeah, and this kind of timer puts a weird amount of pressure on them in the next twenty-four hours. But it affects them quite a bit. Kind of springs quite a few arguments out of them both. Yeah. And what do we see? The holy grail of cheers. The, the little black book, which. Again, Cliff and Norm drooling at the mouth over, basically. And Sam offers or gets asked for some numbers from Dave. Uh, Dave is quite purposefully doing this to show that Sam still has the book. Oh, he's a mischievous one. Stirring it up. Diane's not happy about this book. And that's kind of the springboard of a lot of the argument that Sam can't part with this book that has a load of previous relationships' names. Mm. Previous lovers' names. Yeah. The best reaction was where Sam hands it to Cliff and Norm goes... face looks like he'd just been given gold it was wonderful was it like some melting what the ark of the covenant yeah just sort of yeah <laughs> it's quite like that so dave has a lot of deliberate attempts to break up sam and yeah. diane mainly involving exposing sam's history and his sort of attachment to it still and how he hasn't been able to really let go of it and i think something that is said quite early on is cliff says something like you're trying to fight with centuries of evolution or something along the yeah. lines and that's kind of what this episode is it's about diane and analyzing 
but the sun has changed and Sam himself kind of realises that he has but through quite a roundabout way yeah. which you shouldn't really have to go that far we'll get to it but essentially what happens is they have an argument and then Diane tells Sam she hates him and just storms out of the bar and then Dave being Dave shows up late at night arms around two women and he goes Sam can you take one of these off of my hands being the wily scoundrel he is knowing that Sam would say yes Sam tries to put her in a taxi she lives in Chicago or something far away too much for a taxi fare we don't we don't see the rest of the evening we hear about it we can only assume they go to Diane's yeah. apartment probably it's the only other set they have but then the next morning Sam tells Diane that he has kind of changed and that he's realised that because he got pretty far with Dee Dee and then realised he didn't want to be with her last night I took a beautiful woman back to my place she was ready willing and able you know what I mean and so was I we were right in the sack, and then all of a sudden, get this. I stopped. I thought about you. I thought about how much you mean to me. And I said, Dee Dee, I can't do this. I got a chick. <laughs> what do you think about that, huh? Epitome of classes, Sam. He's a, yeah, he's a good linguist. And of course, Diane's not really happy about this. <laughs> No, Sam seems proud of the fact he was like, I took a woman home and then did not have sex with her because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Diane's like, is this good news? Yeah, (laughs) uh, but they kind of have to hide that kind of fight from Dave to prove the point. Because he's come because it's 24 hours later to prove his point. And then they get through it. But yeah, I suppose, you know, good ending. The way that it ends is Sam goes, "I I made a mistake last night, Dave. I almost made a mistake. I've admitted this to Diane, and and now I'm telling her that that I'm finally convinced. I mean, I'm crazy about this woman. She she is the best thing going, and and I don't care about anybody else. And I'll tell you something. I'm not going to let anything come between us. Well, I know what I'm being. Hey, wait a second here. I want you to... uh... I want you to watch me kiss my woman here. You might learn something. And Dave's just going, very nice, Sam. Dee Dee said you were a good kisser, and Diane bites his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good ending. Yeah. There's an interview on the Graham Norton show with Alex Kingston, who played River Song on Doctor Who, and she was doing a stage production and had to kiss someone. She told her co-star, no tongues, because if you try to kiss me with a tongue, I will bite it. You know, as a kind of warning. Don't press your luck, pal. Um... (laughs) And on the dress rehearsal, mm. he used his tongue and she bit it and he had to get stitches. <laughs> she did warn him. Yeah, he chanced his luck. Serves him right. Good on her. We do like Alex Kingston. If you've not seen her as River Song, it's worth a watch. There's a nice, uh, nice little sequence between Carla and Coach in this episode as well. Carla's saying, like, well, will you take me home kind of thing? It's the end of the night. You know, Coach, every night you walk out of here and you forget your keys. You got them this time? It's okay, Carla. I got it all figured out. I left them in the car. (laughs) Aren't you afraid someone's going to steal it? I locked the doors. How are you going to get out without your keys? I made a duplicate set. Well, where are they, Coach? Holy mackerel. (laughs) Carla, we really got to make it scramble. Looks like rain. Come on, I left the windows open. A nice little coach sequence. I've got a bit of trivia about um, Dee Dee as well. Yeah. Played by Elizabeth McIver, who, among other roles, played Annie in four episodes of the Australian soap opera E Street. 
What's E Street? It's an Australian soap opera, and I thought you were going to ask what it is, so... <laughs> it's an Australian soap opera set in a tough fictional inner-city district called Westside, and the story revolves around a local community there. My, my favourite trivia about E Street is that there's a character called Mr. Bad, and it's the guy Do you who... Think this is good? <laughs> if you want to see the horrifying face of Mr. Bad on an Australian soap opera, just search Mr. Bad. E Street. E Street, Mr. Bad. It's a sight to behold and not one I've been able to get out of my eyes. I said eyes quite strange. <laughs> also have some uh, interesting facts about this episode, James. This episode won two Emmys. Ah. Outstanding film editing yeah. for a series that was edited by Andrew Trillac. Uh, and it also won outstanding writing for a comedy series by David Angel. So this must be a standout episode of the series. I've got a little trivia. One, no one went to see Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Gandhi is three hours, 11 minutes long, according to IMDb, which means he can afford three snack picks. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> know it was that long. That makes more sense why he was able to go to Cheers during it. <laughs> I suppose one of them he could coordinate with a bathroom break, because if it's three hours, 11, it's not unreasonable to go, oh, I need to go to the, the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I found interesting about this episode was that near the start of the episode where Sam and Diane kiss, Carla makes a retching sound, mm -hmm. which to me implies that she still very much has feelings for Sam. She does say, can't you do it somewhere else by the dumpster or something, by yeah. the trash? Obviously, if you had feelings for someone and saw them... A little bit spiteful. Yeah. This episode, they wrapped up a lot quicker than when they did in this other TV show. Yeah. But did this story of this episode remind you of the Friends episode, The One with the Morning After? We were on a break hole story. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's a similar kind of idea. Yeah. Sam and Diane have an argument, and it's debatable whether they broke up or not. Sam kisses someone else. Ross slept with someone else, so at least Sam's better than that. He kisses someone else, and then Diane knows about it, and then... Difference is, Sam tells Diane. Ross tries to cover it up. Ross tells Joey and Chandler. Oh uh, yeah, but then he tries to, like, five degrees of Kevin Bacon from, like, <laughs> the, the one who he's slept with to Rachel. I saw the episode the other day, actually. It's Isaac from the copy place who works with Chloe, mm. who Ross slept with. Isaac's sister works as a masseuse mm. with Phoebe. Her housemate is Gunther. <laughs> and Gunther's very uh, pleased to say. Gunther's Rachel's boss. Yeah. yeah. And also like... Loves Rachel. Yeah. Oh, by the way, massive spoilers for friends. Ah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I think the time's passed. <laughs> that happened a long time ago. Similar to that episode, Sam kind of thinks he's the victim because, oh, Dave threw this woman at me. And I'm like, no, Sam. <laughs> You're, you're just selfish and an idiot. You could have called that taxi. Or could have... You know a lot of hotels, Sam. We know your travels around the hotels. You could have... Could have sent her to Diane's apartment. Just gone to your own house. I said, make your own way home. Yeah, not my problem. I'm sure Cliff's got a spare room. Could have sent her to see Gandhi. That would have took her to, like, probably to about 5am, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Half five. Get a bus home. She could then. have just watched the Gandhi double bill. Had a nice five-hour nap. Nobody sleeps through Gandhi. <laughs> Cinematic masterpiece. Did you watch Gandhi in school? No. Ah, we watched Gandhi in school. All at once? No, over the period of four, four lessons. Years. <laughs> four lessons. Because it's three hours, 11 minutes. I think I watched a portion of it. This was unrelated. We watched it in terms of religious... I've got a GCSE in Ari. Okay, John. Looks like we got a badass over yeah, here. Very worldly. <laughs> But no, we watched it in that subject. Also, one of the drama teachers was in Gandhi because she was on her honeymoon at the time on when they were filming it. So she spent a bit of her honeymoon being an extra. How, how much of the film would... That's one scene. Did they pause it and were like, it's me. 
drama teacher came with some headshots <laughs> signed them <laughs> pass them around it was my first uh, interaction with a celebrity John So yeah, the themes that they cover in this... Uh, lust. Lust. Sexism, really, I think, in mm-hmm. how... Actually, there's quite a lot of people do display it. Sam's Little Black Book is a kind of catalogue no, of... Norman women. Cliff. Dave's kind of approach to... It's almost predatory how he goes, let's go and not hunt some women, but he uses a synonym, doesn't he? Uh, I think it says wolfhound. Wolfhound seems like the same thing twice. Both dogs, aren't they? Yeah. Sort of. Dog, dog. My fellow dog, dog. <laughs> yeah. And just the way Sam says, I got a chick, which there's more eloquent ways you can say that, Sam. I have a bow. It's also a bit weird, uh, Dave's sort of perspective of, he's not a good friend, because Sam's saying he's with someone, and Dave goes, well, I'll break you up in the next 24 hours. He's a bad influence, isn't he? And it's, yeah, it's a bit like, well, you know, come on, Dave, just go. You have no place here, Dave. <laughs> You've said kind of what you want. You've got told no. Just go. But we think it ends well for Sam and Diane. We'll have to see how it is next episode. So far, he's thrown her toys out a window and she's bitten his tongue. Blossoming relationship. Yeah, that's how a lot of first dates go. And they've also had many arguments. Oh, yeah. I can't forget that. Oh, this is the doorbell, James. That means it's trivia mail has been delivered. I'll open up this letter. As uh, Dave comes into the bar, Norm asks him about the where he ended his report. Uh, what did he say? There's some winners and some losers in life. Here's hoping you're one of them. Yeah, the world is full of winners and losers. Here's hoping you're one of them. Yeah. Which is kind of a very sort of... It's just vague nonsense. And yeah, it doesn't make sense, which I kind of think is a good representation of Dave throughout the episode. He says vague statements which have no real logic. At the start of the episode, Diane tells the rest of the group at Cheers that her and Sam have recently been at an art exhibit. And everyone's like, Sam? Art? What? Of course I know art. And they go, okay, Sam, name a painting. What piece of art can Sam think he can name? Is it something like the one with the sunflowers or something around that? Worse than that, because the one with the sunflowers, I think, is called Sunflowers, sunflowers yeah. by Van Gogh, yeah? Mm. Now, he's got a... Uh, it has got another one. We knew which one he was referring to, but the what? title is wrong. What does he say? <laughs> Michelangelo's two muscular guys touching fingers. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and then the rest of the bar will go kind of like, oh, so he does know that. Yeah, which obviously is... Creation. God. Uh, the creation of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. That's close. Yeah. Creation, God. <laughs> there was a, there was a, like an apostrophe in there as well, or a comma. The creation of Adam, of course. Yeah. We can just stitch that and then I'll sound really intelligent. In there, Sam's little black book when he hands it to Dave, because Dave's requested the, the number of someone. Sam's very protective of his book. He says that Dave is smudging someone's name. Who's Dave smudging? I have to name one of Sam's ex-pews. Yeah. It's a, it's a mean question, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wendy Mayurovitz. Oh, so close. Judy Wilson. <laughs> but you know, you were pretty close. I, you such did, a specific with, name. With the last name, you weren't quite like specific. <laughs> There's another woman in his book. There's many women in Sam's Little Black Book. But when Diane protests about the book, Sam goes, no, no, I've got very important numbers in Mm. here. They provide important services. What emergency service, according to Sam, does Wanda Mendelssohn provide? Um, Unblock pipes or something? Plumber? Yeah. Yeah. She's an all-night plumber, according to Sam. In the episode... Dave uh, makes a bit of a pass at Diane. What does Diane say she would rather have happen? Something quite graphic, isn't it? Yeah. Seems like a Carla line. Yeah. Carla's rubbing off on Diane a bit. Yeah. She's picking up those, those spiteful comebacks. 
if it's not this, you're going to be appalled. Is it something like, I'd rather boil my own eyeballs? No. <laughs> oh. No, it's not, James. That's horrific. <laughs> Someone's watching too much Tarantino. <laughs> it was, I'd rather be staked out on an anthill naked. I mean, it's probably just as bad, isn't it? I'm guessing the assumption there is that the ants will eat her alive. Yeah. She really doesn't like Dave. Another woman's name. What is the name of Norm's date? Vera 2. Vera 2. Yeah. No, it's Arlene Horsley. I was close. She's as close as Wendy Mayerowitz. Uh, Arlene. I wonder if we'll hear much more about Arlene. So, that's the last call of drinks, James. What, what are you feeling? We know Norm's back on track. He's got some romance in his life. He's getting a bit of culture by watching Gandhi. Sam and Diane are, uh, well, I hope, stronger than ever after Sam's revelations. I think after this episode, we can, you know, relax with some popcorn, some juju beans, have a pint at your local bar. Have a, have a pint mid-film. If you have a three-hour film and halfway through you're feeling peckish, do a Norm. But leave. No, just have a snack. Snack is always a good thing, as we used to say, and I hope we continue to say, snack on those facts. We'll never stop saying that. So, snack on those facts. We hope you enjoyed today. Thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Snack on those facts.